الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد I thought it was all going to be together upstairs so inshallah ta'ala in this gathering it's not going to be like yesterday where I'm just going to speak and you guys are going to listen some of the brothers who are at Masjid Salam I think they will testify that it was a bit interactive I'm going to be asking you guys a lot of questions. Inshallah ta'ala, what the brothers asked me to speak about is ways of staying firm upon the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in times of such. As you guys are aware, we're living in that day and age where it's so hard to hold on to your religion. Where it's so hard for somebody to hold upon his religion. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did say to us, La yati zamanun illa alladhi ba'dahu sharrun minh. There doesn't come a time except that the time that comes after it is far worse, right? Also the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said in another hadith, يأتي على الناس زمان القابض على دينه كالقابض على الجمر There will indeed come a time where holding on to your religion will be like holding on to hot coal. You guys know what hot coal is? Huh? They have it all over this road, right? All of these bars are selling shisha using hot coals, sah? What if you were to walk past and then pick up one of these coals? Huh? Would you be able to hold on to it? You wouldn't be able to hold on to it, right? Holding on to your religion is going to get a whole lot more difficult. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam also said in the hadith, من أشراط الساعة أن يقل العلم ويظهر الجهل ويظهر الزنا. From the signs of the hour is, that knowledge is going to get less and less. Knowledge is going to get less and less. That which is going to save the people. That which is going to save me and you is none other than having that knowledge to be able to protect yourself from what? From doubts that are thrown around by the atheists huh? and also the shahawat, the desires how to navigate around these fitan, you're going to need, indeed require knowledge, right? And also the Messiah said, ignorance is going to become so widespread. Ignorance is going to become so widespread. And Messiah also said that zina is going to become what? Prevalent, widespread. We all know what zina means, right? Huh? To have illegal sexual intercourse outside of marriage. To have illegal sexual intercourse outside of marriage. Between a man and a woman. Today we have that which is illegal sexual intercourse between like genders. Also that which is widespread. And this is something that Prophet Sallallahu mentioned what? 1400 years ago. Not yesterday or the day before. Huh? But rather 1400 years ago. So what are some of the things that we can do in order to remain firm upon our religion and hold ourselves back from spiring out of control? Because the moment you start becoming distant from the religion of Allah Azza wa Jal, the moment you start becoming distant from the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one will reach a point where his heart becomes so corrupted that he starts now showing on his limbs and then you even see, think to yourself, what's happening to me? 
you begin to think to yourself, what on earth is happening to me? The good person that I was, all of a sudden I have now turned into this monster. Today when we see these drug dealers and you're looking at them thinking, huh? how has this individual become like this? It's not far-fetched that you don't end up taking the right or the same path here. It could easily happen if we don't take certain precautions. So I'm going to inshallah ta'ala mention four things. I'm going to inshallah ta'ala mention four things. And I'm going to be asking every single one of you guys to mention these four things to me. And as long as you stay firm upon these four things, inshallah ta'ala, you will remain upon steadfastness. You remain upon steadfastness. Wallahi, how often do I receive messages, brothers and sisters, thinking to themselves, khalas, I've ruined my life. What happened to me? And they're crying on the phone. They're crying in the voice note. The brother is selling drugs. The sister has stripped a hijab off her head. She's dressing like some of these women who go to the nightclubs. But she knows deep inside that this is what? Only going to lead her astray and take her to the pits of the hellfire. And even when you take this path, and I think I said this yesterday as well, don't think that a lot of these individuals are happy. Wallahi guys, they are spiritually empty. They are spiritually empty. Just the other day I sent a link to my little brother. 15, 16 years old. My brother is 15 or 16 years old. I think 16. Or he's becoming 16. I sent him a link of a rapper. How old was his rapper? 20 years old. And I think some of you guys may have come across this. 20 years old. What has he done? He's committed suicide. Lesh. Why did he commit suicide? Does anybody know? Huh? Why would a rapper who has the world at his feet who can just about enjoy whatever aspect of life he wills. He has all the money. Why would he go and commit suicide? Huh? Depression. Jazakallah khairan. Anyone else? His girlfriend. His girlfriend cheated on him. Was that the reason why? You know which one I'm talking about? What was his name? Okay, maybe bring it out to you guys. Anyways, you guys might start end up uh, Googling him, which I don't want to. Huh? 20 year old. I send it to my little brother, just showing him. Because huh? me and him always have this conversation. Me and him have this conversation all the time. Also, before that, I sent him a video of this brother, very well known, huh? who compiled little clips of all of these very well known YouTubers and celebrities and singers, pop stars. You had the likes of, I always mix these guys' names up and I asked them in the other one, what was the guy's name that I asked you guys about earlier in the other masjid? His surname is Paul. Huh? Logan, that's it. One of the top YouTubers out there, right? Sah? One of the top YouTubers out there. Think what, over 20 million subscribers? Sah? Him. You had other rappers as well. You had Justin Bieber as well. Huh? All of these very well-known YouTubers, rappers, 
all saying the exact same thing. What are they saying? I was so much more happier before when I didn't have fame and when I didn't have all of this money. Many of them start having these suicidal thoughts. Lesh, our brother said depression. Our other brother, maybe because his girlfriend cheats on him. Huh? Anyone else? Spiritually empty. Spiritually empty. Allahu alaykum jami'an. A lot of these individuals, they're looking for spiritual contentment. This is something that money can't buy. Priceless. To have that qina'a in your heart, that contentment, the happiness inside of your heart, wallahi guys, is something that money can't buy. So after they attain and they acquire all of this money, all of this dunya, huh, they're constantly asking themselves, what is next? I'm still not happy. I am still not happy. I'll tell you guys, of one of my relatives, one of my relatives, right? A sister. I normally don't mention this story, but I'm going to mention it to you guys, inshallah, because this is a very different sitting. It's not a public general lecture, I think. Because huh? remember, we was meant to be upstairs, but we came here. طيب. She was living the life. She was living the life. Wallahi al-Azim, she said to me, sometimes she would go on a shopping spree where she would spend over 10,000 pounds each time. Filthy rich. Filthy rich. This is the kind of life that she experienced. Imagine having a card that is unlimited. She buys all of the designer bags. Louis Vuitton. Huh? What was the other ones called? Huh? Gucci. Jazakallah khair. All of these very well-known labels that are out there. Perfume, whatever you want, huh? you name it. 10,000 pounds each time, imagine that. She brings all of this stuff home. Oh, Wallahi, qalat li bifamiha. She said to me with her own mouth, me having all of this, I would cry myself to sleep. So after now she's acquired all of this, she's asking herself the question, what do I do next? She said, maybe I need to now get plastic surgery in order for me to be happy. I need to get plastic surgery in order for me to be happy. Why? Because all of these celebrities, that's what they do, right? And a lot of these celebrities, they are not happy. All of these individuals that I mentioned earlier, there is videos of them. What are they saying? I'm not happy. And some of them eventually, they commit suicide. So I said to my little brother, Ibrahim, may Allah preserve him. What do you think of this? Because it shows that they are leading double lives. It shows that they're leading double lives. A lot of these guys that we're so attracted to, that we listen to, huh? that we give precedence to over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they show you a face in public and then behind closed doors, the guy is depressed. This is the haqiqah. This is the reality. This is the reality. What is missing? Huh? That spirituality that money can't buy. Which you will only acquire through what? Your deen. You having Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why 
Ibn Taymiyyah, he said, Whoever now loves other than Allah يعني, he prefers other than Allah over Allah himself, that thing that he loves now, that he's giving preference to over Allah it is bound to hurt him and harm him sooner or later. It's bound to hurt him sooner or later. Those who attended the other lecture, what was number three? Huh. From the ten means that Ibn al-Qayyim mentions that cause Allah to love you. Huh. The was number four? Prioritizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over everything else. Fatihallah alik. You're bound to be hurt. And I gave them the example of a woman or a little girl huh, that engages in these haram relationships. What is Allah saying to this girl? Don't come close to a zina, right? She chose to put Allah to the side. Huh? Let me go and do what I want. What did I mention earlier? That which you prefer over Allah is bound to hurt you. How does her relationship end up huh? heartbroken? And then who does she message? Du'at online saying, please, what do you advise me? I feel heartbroken. I've just been hurt. What can I do now to ease my pain? And likewise, those who prefer their businesses and their work over what Allah wants from them. Allah is telling you to pray, even if you're at work. But what do they do? They give precedence to what the people might think if I were to pray in front of them, even if it is in a little room, so they don't. What happens later on? It might be that he loses his job. It might be that he loses his job. That which he preferred over Allah has left him now what? Hurt and heartbroken. فشاهد من الكلام الله سبحانه وتعالى is a priority. Anyways, let me now move on to the four things that I want you guys to really focus on. And you do this even if you feel like that your life is spiraling out of control. Even if you feel like that your life is spiraling out of control. One time when I was in one of the cities, I'm not going to mention the name, huh? Because this is a problem sometimes when it goes online. Huh? People start thinking, oh, maybe he was referring to us, so he was referring to this. I began to feel like every time the shabab, they walk into the masjid, they are made to feel very uncomfortable. MashaAllah, this masjid, this masjid here, Masjid Furqan in Manchester, is very facilitating for the shabab. I can see that the shabab, the youngsters, they feel comfortable here. In other masajid, the moment the brother with funny hair walks in, the whole message is looking at him. How is that meant to make him feel? Are they being facilitating to him entering into the masjid? Or if one, when he walks into the masjid, he's given dirty looks as if he doesn't have the right to be in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is this going to make him feel? It's going to make him feel this is not the place for you. When that shouldn't really necessarily be the case. Right? طيب. Number one No matter what is happening in your life I don't want you guys to leave of any of this Even if you become a drug dealer 
even if you are someone who has engaged in haram relationships with those who are not lawful for him. Sometimes from the traps of the shaitan is what? You're doing X, Y, and Z. It's hypocritical to go and now what? Enter into the masjid. Doesn't the shaitan whisper this sometimes, guys? You've just done X, Y, and Z. You're very dirty at the moment. Don't go into the masjid. That's hypocritical. This is from the traps of the shaitan. This is a clear trap of the shaitan. Know this. Are you guys with me? Know this is a trap from the shaitan. Number one is what? As-salah. As-salah, as-salah. As the Prophet said, as he was on his deathbed, departing this world. No matter what is happening in your lives, guys, don't ever leave of the salah. And yes, the shaitan will make you feel like this is hypocritical. How are you going to pray when you have a girlfriend? How are you going to pray when you are selling drugs? How are you going to pray when you've just smoked weed? This is what a trap from the shaitan. I don't care what it is. The salah is there to remove the filth and the evil from your life. It is there to remove the filth and the evil from your life. The moment you abandon the salah, expect everything else to come crumbling down to the ground. The reason why all of a sudden you see yourself huh, committing things that were far worse than what you did maybe a couple of days ago is because the salah is no longer in your life. Your life is what? Crumbling down to the ground. What does Allah say? Inna salata huh? tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. The salah removes the filth and the evil from your life. I'll tell you guys a story. A couple of years ago, I happened to be driving on the streets of Leicester and I saw a bunch of our Somali brothers standing smoking weed. Normally sometimes when I see this, I say to myself, you know, let me just go have a quick chat with them. Hoping that that one little thing that I tell them will impact their lives. Hoping, inshallah ta'ala, that they will change. So I parked in my car, went to these brothers. They were respectful enough to stop smoking. And I still remember like it was yesterday, they were buzzing. Huh? But they were respectful enough to get rid of whatever they were smoking at a time. I told these brothers, guys, is it really fair? Is it really fair? 25 minutes in the day, we can't give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 25 minutes. And we are so occupied with everything else other than Allah azza wa we can't find 25 minutes in the day to give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the guy who's engaging in filth, Allah is going to feel guilty. I can't give 25 minutes. I said to these brothers, I don't care what you're doing. I can see what you're clearly doing right now in front of my eyes, but I don't care. All I want from you is 25 minutes of the day. Years down the line, I was in al Medina. And my dad normally brings Hajj and Umrah groups. And one of the Umrah groups that he brought, 
There was his brother, mashallah, who's wearing a thobe, his beard now has grown. And he comes up to me and he says, do you remember me? Well, I just thought he was one of the guys who attended the lecture. As soon as I saw him. It's like, which lecture did we meet at? He goes, no, 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 no. Do you remember you came up to us on that day and on that night? And he even reminded me I was smoking weed in front of your face. All I did was start praying, even when I was engaging in all of this filth. I just started going to the masjid while sometimes I was buzzing. And slowly, slowly, I began to feel very uncomfortable in my environment. What does the salah do to you again, guys? Earlier, what did I mention? Inna salata tanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar. The salah, it removes the filth and the evil from your lives. No matter what you guys are doing, or no matter what you've done, you must have that relationship with the salah. Otherwise, your life is going to spiral out of control. You're just going to keep on getting depressed more and more. And depression, guys, we might think to ourselves, it's not a huge deal. It's killing people. It's that which is leading a lot of people to what? To suicide. That individual now, that link that I sent to my little brother that I told you guys about, that rapper who committed suicide, huh? You said it was because his, his girlfriend cheated on him, right? That put him into depression. Because they invest all of their happiness into these kind of things. Before I went to Egypt, like this is around, what, six, seven months ago, when everybody was in lockdown, I started working, right? The amount of the Muslims that would come up to me that work in that shirika, huh? in that place, all of them would say to me, Akhi, please make dua for me. I feel very spiritually empty inside. And you can see from his face, the man is depressed. He's stressed. I even said to the, uh, to the supervisor one time, how is it that just about everyone here smokes? Why? Did they come here? Did they start working here? Okay. And they were smoking before they started or they only started after they started working here? He said to me, the majority of them, they start smoking after they start the job. Apparently because this job is what is very stressful. And they're struggling to get by. So what do they do? They look for things to distract their minds. They look for things to what? Distract their minds. And the smoking is what? A quick fix. Don't think that most people, they just smoke because they feel good about it. And in the sense where, huh? And they enjoy doing it. La. A lot of people, they smoke because they're looking to fill that void inside of them. I need to distract my mind. And even Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymi and the Muhaqqiq, he mentioned something very powerful. Right? A lot of these billion dollar industries, why are they making so much money? The sports industry, the entertainment industry, huh? the music industry, the porn industry, why are they making so much money? I did some research on this. Tarifun Lesh? Huh? 
Who can tell me? Why are they making so much money? Ah, Sheikh Luqman. Huh? Allahu Akbar. Jazakallah khair. People are depressed. They're stressed. They're empty inside. They're looking for something to distract their hearts. They're looking for something to distract their hearts. I'll ask you guys a question. I used to have this feeling back in the day, in year seven, year eight, when I was football crazy. You know that feeling that you have when you're waiting for that Champions League game? Huh? All the way till next Wednesday. You get that little buzz as the day gets closer. Huh? This is me just speaking to you guys real here. That buzz that you get because you know that your favorite football team is going to start playing. Huh? And then as soon as the game is finished, you've got another seven days to wait or maybe another 13, 14 days to wait to the next game. How that buzz slowly deteriorates. Do you guys agree to that? Huh? Huh? The little buzz that you feel. This is what is distracting people's hearts. This is why they turn to music. And as soon as the music is switched off, he feels down again. The entertainment business, the sports industry, it is distracting people's lives. They call cocaine Britain's open secret. Cocaine is called what? Britain's open secret. Who do you think is consuming it? The local junkie outside who rolls around at the bus stop. Huh? Who do you think is consuming the cocaine, guys? Our, the Ustaz said the, the rich people. You find professionals, people who are doctors. Huh? The people of expertise, the specialists in the different fields. It's people like them who are consuming cocaine. Why, guys? In order to distract their minds, to distract their hearts, in order to fill that void that's inside of them. That's why I would say, they drink to forget, we do dhikr to remember. They drink to forget, we do dhikr to remember. Then go, alcohol is good. Huh? In order to what? To overcome some of his difficulties and problems in life. At least guys, isn't that the reason why many people they drink alcohol? In order to forget all of his struggles. And again, the alcohol industry is a billion dollar industry that is making a ridiculous amount of money. And as Stad Luqman mentioned, huh? It's because of what? They are making all of this money feeding of what? sadness of the people and their depression and their difficulties and their this is why the solution is so simple Al-Islam that gives you that what contentment and that peace and that salah that interaction we have with our lords five times a day five times a day that will grant you that peace this is why the Prophet وسلم, used to say to Bilal Qum ya Bilal salah. stand up ya Bilal Cause us to enjoy the salah. To the righteous of the past, the salah was like what they call today like a getaway holiday. What do the kuffar do? At the end of the year, huh? he needs to have a getaway break. Sah? And some of them, they want to even get away from their families. They call it a, uh, 
uh, a getaway for the lads. Huh? Get away for the lads. He wants to get away from his wife and kids. I want to go and what? Rest with my friends. All of this to avoid their problems. To the righteous of the past, the salah was that which would make them forget all of their difficulties and their problems. It's like a whole world for them. It was what they call today a getaway break for them. And any time they were struck with some difficulties, they would rush to the salah. Alayhi sallallahu كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا حزبه أمر فزع إلى الصلاة. Whenever the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم went through some sort of difficulty, he would rush to where? Rush to the salat. Pray at a time when you're going through some difficulty and some problem. See how you feel. See how you feel. A relative has passed away. You went through some difficulty. Start praying. See how you feel after that. That is something that words can't describe. While they are huh, spending all of their money, investing it into all of these different industries that I mentioned, we have what? The salah. That is the solution to all of our problems. And if you turn away from the salah, فَلَا تَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَكَ don't blame anyone except yourself because what does Allah say? وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَةً Whoever turns away from my remembrance, this person will have a depressed life. You'll feel sad. You'll feel tightness inside of your chest. You'll feel tightness inside of your chest because you turned away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> Look what Malik ibn Dinar rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned. He said, If you begin to feel hard in your heart, and you begin to feel weak, huh? and you feel like that your provision is being deprived, you just feel like nothing seems to be going for you, then know that you've spoken about something that's none of your business. Speaking about that which is not from your business, something that is not praiseworthy, right? He's saying all of this is going to happen to you when you just do that. Imagine the guy who's leaving of the salah, which is the bare minimum to stay in al-Islam. The bare minimum after the shahada in order to remain in al-Islam is you must come with your obligatory prayers. So many of the scholars of the past, even from the companions, That's Abdullah ibn Shaqiq al-Uqili mentioned. They never used to see an action that was abandoned to be what? An act of kufr other than salah. They saw no difference between Mark and also Muhammad who doesn't pray. You guys know Mark and John and Bob? Huh? They're not Muslims, right? But they saw no difference between Mark, Bob and John and also Muhammad who doesn't pray. If they saw a woman not wearing hijab, they said, oh, maybe she's new to Islam. If they saw someone not fasting or not going for hajj, or oh, maybe he's ill. If they saw someone not paying the zakat, or oh, maybe he doesn't have the financial capability. But when it came to the salah, there was no excuses. Because if you can't pray standing up, you have to pray sitting down. You can't pray sitting down, you have to pray 
lying down. Prophet he said, The difference between us and them is what? The salah. Whoever leaves of the salah is what? A disbeliever. So I'll talk to you guys about the benefits of the salah, what it can do for you, and also the danger that one is treading if he wants to abandon it. So what was the first thing? Salah. Second thing. It's changing your environment. It's changing your environment. Guys, we have to learn to say no. We have to learn to say no. The moment you start practicing, you're going to find that your friends are going to drag you back to where you were. And the moment you start acting a little bit more righteous than how you were before, they start laughing at you. They start making you feel very awkward. Yesterday you was doing this, now you want to tell me, come on brother. A bit like Fir'aun, right? Guys know Pharaoh, Fir'aun? When Musa came to him with all the proofs and evidences, what did he start doing? He started bringing up huh, what he did in the past. Because you did X, Y, and Z. And then what, he did, what did he do? He called Musa a kafir. Same way how today, you know, when someone gets upset, he calls you a kafir. Because you're from the kuffar. We have to learn to say no. These same individuals, my young brothers, all youngsters who've attended today, right? All of these guys, they don't care. All of these guys, the moment something goes down, they don't care. It's only for a couple of moments, huh? That they would write on Twitter, on Facebook, or oh, RIP, my brother. He passed away. They're going to feel bad. And then what? It's back to normal days again. It's back to normal days again. They write a couple of days on social media, hit the road soon. Oh, our brother has been incarcerated, he's been imprisoned. And then after that, they have forgotten you. يَوْمَ يَفِرُ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِي وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ And that's on يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Forget about your friends. Your own brother is going to run away from you. Your mom and your dad are going to run away from you. Your wife is going to run away from you. Your kids are going to run away from you. Every man for himself. وَكُلُّهُمْ آتِيهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَرْدًا On your Qiyam, you're going to come by yourself. So start worrying about yourself. And today you find if someone is just worrying about himself, he's looked at someone who... Huh? It's being selfish. Sometimes you have to do that. I have to worry about myself. I have to save myself first. The first thing that was mentioned was what? Save yourselves and then your families. You really have to think for yourself. I'll tell you guys about a good friend of mine. And I've told this story many times before. His name was Shamaki Hassan. If you want to put him in Google, you can find him. Shamaki Hassan. 
Back in 2009, he was shot in the head. When we was in London, he was shot in the head. I was thinking, okay, after now he's been shot, everyone's going to do something about it. Alhamdulillah. Allah Azza wa showed me the reality of the people. He allowed me to see at that very moment, huh, that these guys are not going to do anything for you. So why do I keep putting my life on the line for them? Why? It was at a time when the places like Camden in, in the UK, uh, in London, was filled with gangs. Parents were crying out to Allah Azza wa because it was generation after generation after generation. Drug dealers were breeding drug dealers. Gangsters were breeding gangsters. Huh? And then nobody done anything. And subhanAllah, after he was shot, he was the reason why so many people went to different parts of the world. Some went to Egypt to study, some went to Yemen, some went to Saudi Arabia. They realized, huh? It's really every man for himself. So you really need to be extra careful who your friends are. And even you thinking that these individuals now are going to be there for me. Think about it for a moment. He's making you all of these false promises. Yes, they're false promises. He wasn't able to fulfill the promise of his Lord. By doing what Allah asked him to fulfill. How is he going to keep the promise with you guys? All of this, wallahi guys, is a myth. It is fake. Number three. When we spoke about the salah, right? I'm going to add to that. We have time, right? No. Try to pray inside of the masjid. As much as you can. And no matter what you are doing. We spoke about praying, right? Try to have that relationship in the masjid. Keeping on your toes for all of these khamsa salawat. Coming for duhur, coming for asr. Coming for maghrib. It keeps you connected to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is where all the angels are. This is all where the good people are. Even the Messenger sallallahu alayhi he said, if you see somebody constantly coming back to the masjid, bear witness that he's a person of iman. And you doing that, being preoccupied with that, it distracts and busies your mind from that which is happening outside of the masjid, that which people are up to, that is of no good. Wow, that guy's. How many is that? Three, right? Who can tell me the three? And I'll tell you guys something that I heard the Kuwaiti Sheikh mention. Huh? All the three? Salah. Changing the environment. Praying in the masjid. I heard a Sheikh called Sheikh Salim Tawil. He was actually here. Some of you guys may remember. Tadkuruna Kuwaiti Sheikh who came, his name is Sheikh Salim Tawil. He was sitting right here. Huh? Sheikh Abdul Salam remembers. Um, he came to this masjid. I heard him say, not just tens, not even hundreds. He said, Alaf al-Nas. 
that were praying inside the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the moment they became, and alaf means thousands, and this is me quoting harfan harfan of what he mentioned, of people who were praying inside of the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the moment they became disconnected, what happened? They fell off, old and young. It's not just young people that whatever we're mentioning is relevant to. No, even these old people. It may be that he started becoming preoccupied with just sitting around in cafes talking about politics. And that's what happens sometimes. See somebody who was constantly in the masjid, he's sitting in the cafe. The guy at the cafe has to kick them out of the cafe. It's time for salah. Witnesses with my own very two eyes. He became distant from the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And last but not least, if you are a uni student, if you're a secondary school student, uh, even if you're not, try to recite a portion of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if it is something very little. Every single day and stay consistent on that. A lot of uni students always say to me, Allah, I feel like I have no time. How do I combine between deen and dunya? Some of the salaf, they would say, I would read a little bit of the Quran, right? I would read like my portion of the day and I would find barakah in my time. And then I would find myself increasing, increasing so much so that I'm able to read 10 juz every single day. And this would just increase my time in barakah. Sometimes we ask ourselves the question, why is there no blessings in my time? Why is there no barakah in my time? I feel like time is going so quickly. Yes, time is going to be a punishment for you if you're not using it properly. Is it really difficult, guys, moving from one class to the next? Moving from one class to the next, while you are at uni and you read Qula Udh Rabbil Falaq, Qula Udh Rabbil Nas, Qula Allah Ahad, Ida Jaa Nasrullah Wal Fatih, Tabbat Yada Bilah Bimun Wa Tabb, Qul Yayu Al Kafirun, the small surahs that every single one of us have memorized. And this is Min Aadami Asbabi Ish Al Istiqam. From the greatest of forms of being what? InshaAllah Ta'ala, steadfast, away from what? That which is going to mislead every single one of us. If you do these four things, and there's so many things that can be mentioned. My younger brothers and sisters, Abshir inshaAllah ta'ala bil khair. You will see yourself bi'idhnillahi ta'ala upon steadfastness and a lot of good will come your way. And a lot of good will come your way. And don't think that all of this hard work that you put in in trying to remain steadfast is not being noticed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't think that this is not being noticed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does Allah azza wa jalla say? وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ Whoever comes with a taqwa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him a way out and will provide for him from where he doesn't expect. وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ Look at it this way, right? And a lot of time you find that taqwa is translated as fear. The term fear doesn't give it justice. Even the term 
being conscious of Allah Azza wa Jal. It's maybe a little bit more deeper than that. Nurajabi says, As in his kitab, Jamil Ulumi wal Hikam. It is to place between yourself and that which you fear a shield. And that shield is to do what Allah told you to do and to stay away from the things Allah told you to stay away from. And we fear Allah as in that shield is fi'lu ta'ad wa ijtinabu al-manhiyat. To do what Allah told you to do and to stay away from the things that Allah told you to stay away from. You are under your blanket and I really like this example. You are under your blanket and the shaitan is whispering. That haram, that filth and evil that people have become addicted to is a fingertip away. What do you do? Allah is raqib. Allah is watching over me. You stay away from this. It's probably now because of this, Allah Azza wa Jal will open so many doors for you. Have we sometimes felt that all of the doors are closed in my face? I just feel like I can't progress in my life. Is there times we've maybe felt like that? I think some of you guys can relate. And sometimes you feel like, subhanAllah, where is all of this khayrat coming from? Where is all of this goodness coming from? Money is just coming my way, just like that. Allah will provide from from where he doesn't expect. Araftum. Inshallah ta'ala, we're going to stop there. But before I stop, I want someone to give me the four things again. Tfadal. Salah. Changing your environment. What are we going to be doing in a couple of moments? Rayyan Damas, number four. Reciting the book of Allah Azzawajal. What's your name? Hayakallah Abdurrahman. Allah Yiftahalik. Jazakumullah khayran wa ahsan Allah ilaykum. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.